0: hello and welcome to another nine circles audio thing as always i'm your host buke and on this interview i am joined by anton from our nine circles crew and we are doing a follow-up return interview with the guys from altark and we are talking on the eve of their album emergent coming out Here in the States through seasons of mist, sorry, through season of mist releasing November 10th, 2023. We are joined by vocalist and guitarist Michelle. Michelle, how are you today, buddy?
1: Doing very fine, thank you so much.
0: And we also on on the synths we have Tin joining us. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. Good to hear, buddy. And on bass, the master of the bass, slapping the bass, Desmond. How are you you today, sir?
2: I'm great. I'm uh, enjoying my tea. I'm looking forward to the interview
0: good it's uh it is a pleasure to have all of you guys here we as you know are huge fans of you guys and we received a message that if we would uh like to conduct an interview and i was i wanted to start the interview by saying you you beat us to the punch because The first second we heard any new material was coming for you guys, we were going to be reaching out to you. So (laughs) we're really excited to join you guys. I'm sorry to have you guys on. We're excited to chat. So I will kick it off to Anton because Anton has written up uh, some wonderful questions here to ask. And Anton, the floor is yours, sir.
3: Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Uh, And hey, guys. um, It's a real pleasure to talk to you guys again um we had a fantastic time last time um what was it a
0: year and a half ago about yeah Um, we for for those who maybe want to go back and listen we talked uh last time when you guys released your three album uh that's where we spoke so what was that like a year year and a half ago maybe a year 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 ago ago?
3: year and a half ago Yeah.
0: wow it seems like yesterday we were talking to you guys
3: um, yeah, feels fairly recent indeed <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, and it, it's it's such a pleasure to have you guys again um, it, this is going to be a difficult discussion in a way because uh, right before Buke hit the uh, record button um, we were discussing uh, my immediate reactions upon hearing your upcoming album emergent in its entirety and as someone who loves writing about metal i realized that i do not have the vocabulary to describe your um if i would have to summarize in one word it would be phenomenal it's it's i've been listening to your new album nonstop for the past couple of weeks and it just keeps on keeps on giving new kinds of riches and and just it's just full of emotion feeling um i remember um when i when i of course the three singles you've released so far were just amazing but when i when i uh fired away the um the uh opening track when i received the uh promo i just dropped everything i was at work and I realized a couple of minutes in I found myself staring at the wall, just completely lost, immersed in the, in the beauty of. It. Um it's so yeah, it's been an interesting time listening to that and experiencing it over and over and again. Um so I let's like start with the um with the uh with with the thing that um I was just going through my notes and my and my album collection and um i just realized that you guys have been writing so much um so many albums so many songs that have really resonated. i mean uh if we go back to dodecahedra um the uh the song and ill-defined air of otherness it's one of my old all one of my all-time favorite and um as a writer um I realized that Form in Motion was number 14 on my list of best albums, at least in 2021, and the Autark 3 uh, Roadburn Redux was album of the year in 2022. Um, so, how does it feel um, as artists and musicians when you find out that someone far, far away on the other side of the planet um, regards your album as their favorite release of the year? And also considering that uh, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of metal albums every year, and we all have increasingly short. So how 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 is that reaction? I would imagine that you spent countless hours in your in your um, rehearsal space and and writing, trying ideas, and probably you reach a point sometimes when you realize that that oh god is this song going anywhere just is anyone gonna like this or am i doing the right thing so circling back to my questions how does it feel like in this day and age when
1: someone really loves you well that is obviously uh extremely overwhelming humbling of the possibility something is able to hear it i remember from the dota current time uh, there was one occasion uh a journalist i don't really remember who it was but described also a feeling getting to the album You're like okay well that's kind of what i want to try and get across and it felt so weird to kind of read back how i apparently with someone else that i don't even know through the music so to hear now that that is happening album is of course um, very beautiful. Makes us feel, uh, well, on behalf of me, very proud of what we've. Uh, indeed, a lot of work goes into it. A lot of effort. Um, and yeah, the purpose of us of it, I think, musicians or as composers, is capture uh, that combination of sounds and emotions um, and narrative that you want to. If everybody feels that it is uh, aligned in a way where you're like, okay, the theme's finished, then we can. um you know, proceed to you know, uh, uh, in in this case, to our regulation of mist and release it, and then the next phase appears where um, um, wh- where we get the opportunity to talk to like you guys from Nine Circles, who um, you know are, are very interested in in what we are releasing, and that is such a beautiful thing. And to me, it's uh, very special.
0: You know, when yeah, you know, I want to piggyback off that. When did you guys in your history? Or coming up, when did you musically, I guess, and fan-wise and support and stuff like that? When or when and how did you guys start to get that international exposure? Because you know, we have talked in the background, you know, there's a lot of talk about what's going to happen in the future with with bandcamp and stuff like that. So how did you guys personally start to expand your borders musically was it was it through posting stuff on maybe the early days of facebook maybe you know when you guys were younger was it maybe posting early youtube videos as artists who have come up uh now with you know the services and uh stuff that we have how did you guys start to expand your musical borders so guys like anton and myself you know across the ocean are finding you you guys
1: um i, I that might be different for all of us maybe it's interesting mm-hmm. to, to have all yeah our takes on this yeah me personally uh back in the day i was in a band called uh exivius mm-hmm. and uh two of the, those guys who i was playing back then timon and robin eventually joined uh the u.s band uh, cynic when they started to uh, they were touring, you know, and because of th- them playing in Cynic, uh, Excivious also gained. And from there on, you know, I started Dota Key. The b- bands were uh, active at the same time. And um, through a network that we've built up the years, we managed that first album of DotaKey. Yeah, And then, of course, they have this um, these press releases that go out all kinds of media outlets all over the which helped us to gain, you know, Outark next thing in the same. So that is how that went
0: for me. I don't know if if,
1: yeah, if get, for you uh, Desmond.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Desmond, yeah, what about for uh, you buddy?
2: Um well, I think um for me it started a bit late cuz um I uh, when I was studying I started I uh, yeah, I played in an instrumental post-rock kind of band and uh our music didn't uh get out of the country yeah. until uh somebody uh, uploaded a 5 hour playlist with one of our songs in it and then Suddenly, we we got lots of on Spotify, and then uh, that that song it, it didn't go viral, but for a small independent bet like us, it was a huge thing.
0: Isn't that funny? Um, how how you have a five hour playlist, Desmond, and somebody found your little gem, and a couple people to you guys in the to, to them in that five hour playlist. That was the best thing on the whole play I I just love hearing a story like that. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh was unexpected
2: but it's also not uh, yeah it's just a really um it's co- also a quiet song with a big uh, climax it's maybe musically not extremely interesting or so but it resonates with people and um uh, we never expected it to work out like that for, for us it was just something we like to do and somebody uh, put his uh emotions in it and we just uh launched it into the world and then th- this happens that's uh then, then the world is really small suddenly
0: very yes 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 and ten how, how about you buddy
4: um it has changed quite a lot when i started uh i called new grounds with Splash games. oh, so oh I, my uh, gosh what <laughs> what
0: a name what oh yeah. man didn't new grounds wasn't that where trogdor the burninator started
4: uh, it could very well be <laughs> on that one but um it had a section where you could upload audio as well. And uh, it just had a very uploaded on song. Wow. and would check it out at that time. It was pretty good to get feedback as starting to enjoy what you're making. Um, and when that kind of bled to its death, I referred over to SoundCloud, which kind of had this vibe before stuff got uh, promoted by the website itself people could just find your um and i think nowadays an equivalent of that so solo project before altark making dub tech it was as simple as a facebook message and yeah it just got through bank and kind of the same with Duga one
0: you know I, i'll let anton get into our next question but you, you brought up something really interesting with new grounds and stuff it's like what i see on reddit whenever people share something and you know i've been a my first love before metal is video games so i learned and at my 40 years of of age i have learned i learned really quickly early on how the internet can be a great place where a lot of great things get done but it can also just be a place where people love to share negativity just to be negative mm-hmm. did was that something you learned early on that um feedback is just gonna it's so easy for people to type a couple words and to maybe not take things personal and i'm sure that's as artists that's a lesson maybe you guys had to learn early on or maybe you know with uploading music and the anonymous feedback maybe that was a talent or a skill you kind of had to learn early on that through new grounds maybe you you did learn that if
4: I, I mean, I'm a part of uh toxic gaming, you reddit as well. <laughs> so, uh, for some reason, I don't know that that toxicity for me is good, least, good, videos, good, very seldom.
0: Yeah, oh, good, good, good. Because you know, if uh I try and ask somebody to go play Dota or League of Legends, they'll see that toxicity really, really quick in the video game world. Anton, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anton, your uh next one, buddy.
3: Yeah, um, I was curious to know. How did your new album, Materials, create a Um form in motion and Autark 3 were both just, just such fantastic albums. And I can only imagine the uh, the amount of the amount of um, effort and passion you put into it, the, those two albums. But how did you approach the songwriting and production of Emergent uh, differently compared to your um, previous
1: album, yeah when we were busy figuring out how how form in motion should sound I was trying to invent how types of beats that we were envisioning should be combined you know the heavy guitars uh, which fill up the spectrum make room for you know details that we were sounding at the same time it was going to be still quite a multi-layered album that is also how it came out even though i'm still very proud of it if i if i put it up if i play it now it's, it's it's quite you know it's quite an intense ride um up to a point where i started to think after a while it was released uh, i was like for the next album i would, would want to try and make it sound next one sound a, bit, a bit more transparent even though i i knew it would still be consisting many different types of layers we wanted to try and see if we could find a little bit more of a transparency and we when it comes to the style or there's just slight shift that you can hear for instance a song "Strive" it's a bit different song um so that was one thing and one other thing is that um the the, the core songs or the key songs on former motion were all originally uh written for the third dodecahedron album Outark, um which were all songs that are uh, writing in the past and now for this album Um, you know David is a really skilled interesting composer as well he had already been working on stuff um, for for possible you know future autark songs Um, it inspired me again to approach things also a bit so it was kind of uh, it's like a, a basic difference also between Form emotion and Emergent that em- Emergent is like more of a collaboration both of us writing the song inspiring each other and of course the the Outark 3 thing was uh, happening so to say or we were developing that so also, with and Desmond on board, we're working much more together in the rehearsal. Room. So we were discussing, talking to each other, um, how do we want this to evolve? So it, yeah, I would say it's it's also more of a joint. Effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: you were saying that you were the main songwriter on Form and Motion, but like you said, um, um, with David, you shared the uh, songwriting uh, duties on Emergent. So
1: how was the
3: experience
1: for the two of you? Well, to me, it is great. Um, I am, on the one hand, used to uh, doing those things by myself, like I did for Dodekun as well. Um, but if you meet somebody, you know, I don't know if this translates into English, you just need to say half a word and they understand what you mean. It's a saying in Dutch. Um, and and we have this on uh, on a musical level, you know, and we agree almost all band in, in all kinds of different styles. Oh, yeah, that we like and that we sort of don't like. It's so... Um, this is so interesting. You know, when I when I first met, him, we started to talk about what we're doing. Already you know, like, oh, wow, I can see you're working together. So I'm really glad to collaborate or uh, how do you say it, chip in on this album uh, with he, uh, all of his ideas.
0: You know, is it since this has kind of been, I know, you know, you said you you share like a common uh, interest, you know, and everything kind of you guys check all the same boxes and stuff like that. Was it hard for you, though, as kind of like the uh, carriage uh, driver? Was it hard for you to kind of share the reins with somebody else for the writing part of it? Is that is, is that hard for you? Because, you know, when you it's it's like, you know, when I teach my daughter how to ride a bike, when I first do that, that push and I let her go, it's kind of hard to at first, you know, trust her to let her go was it was it kind of hard for you to hey metaphorically take off the i don't want to say training wheels but take off your grasp on it fully
1: yeah i i I totally understand what you mean um on this specific topic it was not that hard because i uh was immediately convinced of the the quality the sensitivity of his work so I, but I that that I could sometimes get that feeling like oh whoa wait if uh, if 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 he just goes for a month and he has like eight songs finished and it's all David I mean, those, exactly those <laughs> thoughts cross your mind of course but I, at the same time I wouldn't want to limit you know whatever he wants to bring to the table that would be I would never want somebody else to limit uh, me as well yep. you know. so I wasn't going to do that to him um however. Uh, In being in a band, there are many other uh, aspects that uh, play a role uh, other than writing music, and uh, on a personal level, you know, that's that's kind of a development that I'm still working on. From time to time, it goes really well, and sometimes it goes a little less. Well, you know, but, you know, letting go of things, trusting other people to, you know, chip in and do their thing, as opposed to, you know, trying to take control uh, all the time uh, is is something is it, it's like a personal development process, an ongoing project.
0: You know, hey, and there's some some guys like Axel Rose, who decades later have never learned that uh, skill. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: I, I will just speak uh, on behalf of myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anton, go ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah. um, that creative process, um, I think this is, a, um, I'm just curious about um, when you guys get together um, and start riffing on ideas, bring everyone, bring stuff to the table. Um, I think this question is probably directed at Tane. Um since you guys don't use drums in the conventional sense how is it for you time when you bring in new ideas to the uh, to the practice space or when you start um, for the lack of a better word improvising or playing on ideas for beats and, and all that how do, how do you actually do that in a in the, when you guys get together is it a big, because it's i would imagine um that it's a bit more difficult and complicated and complex than just getting your drumsticks and starting to bang away.
4: Yeah, I think most information is already there when we start giving feedback. We'll write basic ideas about what the drum lines should have blast be already. For me, more about riff, that's something whole band is cool enough to, you know, have, have a say. I think for me.
1: Interesting, interesting. Um... Yeah, but I... he could, he contributes a lot to that. you know. I mean, it's basic in the way. I mean, the the concepts are basic in a way that they might be uh, programmed. You know, like a drum key. and that is not that is not parts in that process. Just copy pasting and changing the sample to work. I would I could ways and very sensitive of adding sounds all kinds. Exactly.
3: Um, I was just thinking. Uh, when we last spoke uh, a year and a half ago, um, I remember that you mentioned that uh, back then that some of the uh some of the themes and elements and uh, musical motifs of of the uh, Autark Three album would feed into your new album, Emergent. Um, and I remember you teased that, well, just just wait, wait and wait and hear. It's going to be amazing. And so some of those previous ideas and elements reappeared in surprising new ways. And I mean, people who know your discography will immediately recognized that killer riff on strife um and i think also that in a similar way um your whole new album starts with a callback uh to the closing track of emotion like this new and and of course the um uh, autark tree wrote redox album in your words represented an alternative timeline of form in a different mix uh, where you Reimagined your debut album with new shapes and texts um, through the means of drone and ambient and industrial. So, what I find beautiful um, about your music is that you have this interconnect, this kind of dialogue with between all your albums. And I find it just so fascinating and brilliant, um, uh, both in the philosophical and musical sense. And I think it provides your music with a uh with a richness that is very unusual um in the realm of metal and there's it includes these kinds of captivating and rewarding qualities um and in in a, in a very remarkable way you also uh you you actually build worlds and universes with your music and there's this kind of continuing narrative between across your album. so how do you Create these connections, and uh, how how organic is the process, or natural, or extemporaneous, or does it require a lot of careful thought, planning, and deliberate planning when it, when you create these connections?
1: Yeah, uh, both. Um, sometimes uh, comes into place really oh There's an immediate idea of oh, that part is really great. Let's see if we can reuse it in an Outark Three. That was the original plan to try and to form. A a more setting out of. But um, as we were working going along, you know, it would also make, you know, sometimes there would be, uh, in the case of Strife and also part of those, are th- ideas that come from a different project, you know, let's, let's say the artistic circle of, of uh, the Autark, Autark 3. Um, so sometimes th- um, things from outside can, you know, come, so to say. Uh, and also after that, I thought, you know, it can be both ways, as in, Things can uh, be reimagined from Outdark to Outdark Three. You can also go the other way. Why not? It makes it it's it's an interesting <clears throat> thought experiment, or or to see how how what kind of connections do we want to make, or can we make it more connected, or is it going to be too complicated? Then we don't know. It's kind of an ongoing artistic research process um that we're just trying out uh, what will happen you know um developing outdark 3 from outdark you know uh, funding for that and the government like we spoke about last time it has created a lot of space like literally i'm sitting right now is, is a place we can rent because of that funding and we were we were able to work together here more than so it creates a lot of headspace to to debate these ideas w- what can we do what do we want to do how how could this work in this or in that way? No. And um, uh, and even even after that, um, we started thinking about would this way of working in any way beneficial maybe to other people as well? And this is something that we are, are currently also investigating um, through this foundation that I started. It's about this way of working and what we w- want to try and figure out, people who are uh, you know, up and coming or younger artists and still in search for their artistic identity. This way of working might be beneficial to them in order to figure out who, what they are. Or to establish uh, a, a further, further establish uh, an artistic. Um, we don't know if that is true, but it's kind of a, a hypothesis. I like to investigate. Um, in from my point of view, it's a very interesting way of working. The hypothesis might be true, but we you don't know that.
0: Now you know. I May mean, I? I want to bring Desmond into this. You know, since when we last spoke, how have you guys? Or sorry, how have have you personally? grown as an artist over these past you know year and a half or stuff like this like you know i would hope that every artist is you know always trying to expand on their art and do something different did uh or you know through the, through your guys art just do more uh, creative things So, how what did the past year and a half find for you personally and when you look around your bandmates. what were the big things that that stood out from like a personal artistic standpoint growth wise
2: um ooh, that's a tough one um i think uh when it comes to uh the r- writing of the stuff um i had to uh blend my own ideas of, of uh, composing materials and baselines with uh some stuff uh, yeah with the composing styles of david and michelle which uh, they're totally different from what i normally do but that's what makes it interesting so it forces me to uh um make my uh personality in terms of playing fit within that context and i exactly. think uh yeah that was um uh, one of the things i'm very uh i'm glad about that um it that it's it it worked out yeah because i i like to play in a certain way and uh, uh when there's space i'd like to do uh, things like that because um with those compositions some things are just the way they are if you're going to uh, fool around with it it won't work so you have to be uh, really conscious about it but when there's space i'll take it and then i'll bring my personality into it and to to make it work i think that uh was yeah maybe you could call it some kind of achievement <laughs> and
1: <laughs> i would say that's really the case uh for the song called track where you yeah have some really really cool uh desmondy ideas in there yeah
2: yeah that's also my favorite track
1: <laughs>
2: but yeah i think um that's a track yeah track not uh, the track track <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think um reflects uh the most of my uh personality as a uh well bass player musician how you like to call it so yeah that, that could be the could be considered the the pinnacle of the growth within this group <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: that, that's i i love that that uh your bandmate can speak up you know for you there like you know he knows you so well and obviously he has an answer so he knows you know what song really shows your growth and uh, your mm-hmm. style now so it's really cool that he could speak for you that hey this you know and that's for those listening that's Trek is track 4 so for those listening and playing at the at home version uh when this album comes out that's track track 4. Anton?
3: Yeah, I'm um, oh, funny you could mentioned trick Uh it's such a fantastic song and I I would pay a lot of money to be in people's uh in the same space with people when they hear that song, such an intense song. Um
0: hey it's, guy, it's- hey, I'm sorry. Anton, prior to the next question, can I run with something as we're talking about the creative process here? I, w- I want to ask about the creative process in the cho- the artistic choice you guys have with like the look of the album, the promo pictures. You guys have always had striking colors, be it on three, the bright reds and orange. With you know, form in motion, it was you know, what's it, the white and the blacks and the grays and stuff like this. Now, with emergent, it's you know, these bright greens that are coming through. Where did is that a conscious choice for you guys to really? Are the colors maybe? I know some people we have a, a member here on staff, Hera. She's one of those, I call her my little superhero. She's one of those people who you give her a word or a song she associates it with color i forget what that term is or that ability is but she has that where where is the the colors is that something that is the that goes along with the style of the album or the uh i guess theme of the album or is there a is there a reason why the, there's a certain primary color for each album there's not a specific reason but it
1: evolves in a way where I mean we like to think of you know it, an album it could collect of songs but it art go along mm-hmm. with it or merchandise or whatever and what what we like is that these things align in some way with each other the lyrics have to do with with the artwork um but the thing the, the 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 thing about the green color um actually if I think about it uh, it it uh goes back to when I was talking to uh Arno our uh, graphic designer also artwork guy because i i had some ideas for a cover and i just explained something verbally and sketch kind of sketch drawing he uh eventually came up with the idea for the cover as you as we know it now and it was completely different from what i had suggested but it was based on uh you know these lines these green lines they are an oscilloscope visual and we've been using oscilloscope visuals already in the visualizer for turbulence and uh these visuals are based on you know actual physical oscilloscopes two of them that are at your bonuses you know involved in this band as well not that process behind it and I don't know it was like you know it's it's nice and it I think it also aligns you know with the type of the flow things that you're writing in the album that we have these very this very vivid oscilloscope visual and when that choice was made basically by him, um that is where we started to, to think about okay that this this color is going to be some sort of key component in the graphic design for all the other stuff so that is where it's originates uh, where it originated in this case
0: okay it's because you know it's 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 cool how you guys you know and when if people check out your music videos you guys bring it into there so it's cool that you guys have kind of worked and weaved everything together so as we're talking of a creative process i wanted to touch on that anton i'm sorry about that buddy go ahead brother
3: no worries no worries um yeah i i i really like the fact that um um I, i i've always admired the fact that you guys when we last spoke you already felt like a very very close Collective and a uh, almost like a uh, single entity, and um, I also noticed that this extends even to time after your stint at the band. Like you, you mentioned yours, um, and he's not anymore in the official or the current lineup, to my understanding. But but he, um, what was his role in this in, in your new album? I I understand that he provided some uh, additional sound design and those uh, oscilloscope visuals for your music video. And um, I also understand that he also contributed to the uh, mastering of the album. So,
1: so how was yours, it? Uh, yeah, he was involved uh, a bit, a bit less than previously uh, on the on the previous album. But you know, we went to this awesome place called Willem Twee Studios earlier this year. It's uh, in a town near here. They have all this uh, analog equipment, analog synthesizers, uh, old oscillator. It's uh, like a very peculiar environment uh where you can fool around with old equip- equipment recorded a whole lot of sound yeah sound basically uh over there and little parts are uh were used on emergent but we have a whole lot still uh, laying around that we might use in the future and Joris is a person who knows how this stuff works as in he knows that these buttons put this filter on this kind of setting. Uh you know, that that kind of stuff. He knows uh there's a process called multiplied feedback that he is really he knows about how how does that work? Physical how what do you have to so in that way he's uh he's like a brilliant electronic composer and sound designer for you know practical uh reasons it cannot be you know on the stage in the band but he's you know we're still very connected whenever we do collaborate and make it could work. Exactly, exactly.
3: Um I've been dying to
1: ask ask
3: about the vocals on the new album. There's this Even compared to form and motion, there's an even greater emphasis on on these vocal harmonies um, that are extremely beautiful and rich. And and there's a a fantastic interplay uh, between you and David um, in terms of vocal. How was this creative process and
1: and this whole sharing of vocal uh, between you you and David? um i i think it's working great as in you know when i when when we first started working as soon as i heard a demo of a song that where i heard his voice i was like oh dude we have to we have to use his voice that's when we came up you know with the idea for form in motion that all the parts on the songs that you could consider choruses that they are always uh you know a vocal harmony of a line david and back in those days i was really new to singing so I was doing my best sound the way I wanted to sound and sing the lines I wanted to sing. But looking back on that now, I was just only, how you say, scratching the surface of what is, uh, you know, proper singing or a proper uh, vocal cord control. I just blurted it out there, you know, with as much energy as I could. Um, and on this album, uh, there's like one or two songs. One of them, is, I guess, refocused where uh, David came up with that chorus and that line. And it was kind of, it it was immediately clear to me that something else had to be between in those. So that was already a a reason for me to think like, okay, uh, on this album, it doesn't necessarily need to be two voices at the same time all the time. But in this case, first I do something that there are more points in the album where that happens. So it's not always together anymore, but some also next to each other. And then on a production level, we also experimented with, uh inverting the balance of vocals because usually you could consider my line to be the the lead line and david if, if we sing together his line slightly you know in volume slightly below that but on um uh, what's that song called Not the title but there's one song where it's uh inverted so that his line is the I, s- I still sing the highest line but his line is kind of the lead line
3: how was it
1: um you, there's a lot of lot of clean singing or
3: clean-ish singing on this album. I would imagine that the uh, being metal musicians, that the uh, immediate gut reaction and inclination would be, or the easy way out would be that yeah, I'm gonna do death metals or black metal style shriek. But um. And, and your vocals especially, what I really love about it, is that there's this sense of um, this kind of raw vulnerability, uh, combined with this kind of chiseled rawness and pure emotion. How does it feel like, as a metal musician, to just, just drop the, the easy way um, of, of just skipping death metal-style vocals or black metal-style vocals and just venturing into clean singing?
1: It is scary, man. I mean, (laughs) this is, I, I, yeah, I, I, I discovered kind of by accident uh, when I was doing some demo demoing for, for the, for form in motion back one idea was that somebody else would, that's when I kind of discovered that I was something, my voice that I would want to try out. I started trying it out it's very scary because i i mean i'm a musician but i didn't i didn't have uh, experience with singing and well i had experience with screams and growls doing that also when out clean singing and you know by doing it by starting to just do it and practice i started to notice that a whole new range of expression became available to me because before i was just you know on the guitar i could do different kinds of expressions but with vocals i could do, could do one thing and pissed off that was what I was you know what I knew that I could be good at but now I ha- I started to discover that there were other possibilities and I wanted to explore them however that is not very comfortable because if you practice singing it goes wrong a lot of the time as well and it's very it's a different kind of wrong than playing a wrong note on a guitar it feels much more personal and as I'm trying to develop this skill um, I mean you know we're humans we're not perfect so you know from time to time i can hear on also during a show that it's off or i hear uh, i see a video that of a recording is sense like okay i'm trying my best but it's not where i would like it to be yet however that is just part of the process and i can i can you know it can hurt me a little bit when i experience that but i can also now easier than 10 years ago let let it go and uh, start to think again about all this you know Beautiful new uh, expression tools that I have now, rather than the fact that I at that point in time the line exactly the way I wanted. If that makes
0: yeah, you know, I want to ask your other bandmates here because this is a really interesting question. Tim, let, let, let me start with with you here. I want to. I know in the you know, and you and I, you know, being computer guys, we would know this. You know, at your disposal, there are millions and I'm probably it'll elaborating, but you know, there's thousands of instruments that you can pull up digitally to synth with and play around with and stuff like that. When did you or not when, but how hard is it with so many instruments at your disposal? Is it hard or is it easy to find your metaphorical voice in the electronic world when you have so many tools at, really at your fingertips like you know by the time we finish this interview you could have you know a hundred different instruments down downloaded
4: yeah for which every um personally either when the drum sounds are uh hard to just come up with also not a lot of reference other bands not a lot of material to can listen to what other people so and also of having somewhere between that yeah but it's
0: like but like when it when it comes to like, you know, you say that there's a, um, you know, each song is like a new uh, chance to express and for research and stuff. Do you ever get overwhelmed? You know, because like, I'm not taking anything away from, from Desmond here, but like a bass is a bass. Yeah, he, you know, Desmond, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Desmond. So think about this, but Desmond can work in different pedals and stuff like that. And he can change, you know, small things but you at your fingertips you know do you ever get overwhelmed maybe with too much that you can play with
4: I'll probably get bored if it's any other way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
0: okay like where's it where's it 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 come from from you electronically like do you do you get in your head that you're like hey this work in this instrument in or or this hey i just because like i've listened and i listened to a lot of synth myself and i know a lot of them you know just love making up their own sounds or love playing with like that is it that you just love playing with old instruments do you love the uh, artificial computer generated stuff do you love playing off of old synths plugging in and unplugging wires and stuff what is where's your voice come from
4: I, I try to be open yeah I, I use very digital uh synthesizer sample but I also like modular kind of yep. stuff uh reimagining samples it's, there's just a lot of things I try to use. I think the whole process that becomes boring if you fall in trap if yeah yeah I'm just using synthesizer my sound I don't know sometimes it's especially when it's already a lot of information if you're going to be able to uh, imagine it but that's just a process
0: yeah and Desmond, same for you. And then we'll, we'll go back to Ant- Anton. How how have uh, you explored your voice here uh, as a bassist? How you know? Did you try anything different with uh, your bass here?
2: No, not really. Um, I have uh, some settings that I know that work in this context. Uh, the only thing uh I changed is I removed one pedal because it really uh it works really well for live, but uh, when recording for a studio album um uh, it was too much uh, on the low end, it wasn't really balanced. So I decided to remove one pedal and just use two instead of th- three. Too so, much uh, low
0: end. All all of the uh doom metal fans just heard you say it was too much low end, and they all they all just shuddered. <laughs> Well,
2: we're not <laughs> a doom band, so exactly. No, I know, I know. <laughs>
0: that's why I, I, I was joking. They're like too yeah. much low end. That's that, that's not possible. No, go no, go for, ahead. For, <laughs> for
2: life, for life, it's different. But yeah, um, if if you use too much low end on a studio album, it gets oversaturated and yeah, gets cloudy. It it will be in the way of the the kicks and all the other low uh, tuned synthesizer stuff. So you have to. Uh, I yeah. I. Um, thought about it from an uh, audio engineer perspective how will it fit the best how can i make uh, it sound uh, audible without being obnoxiously loud Uh, as
0: as a fan i appreciate that because i think sometimes that is overlooked um so i appreciate
2: that yeah but and uh well one thing i did differently is not about audio gear or stuff it was uh in terms of the recording, uh, normally uh, when I record, we have played the parts a thousand times, but for this album, uh, I decided to go in fresh and uh, just started, uh, I uh, loaded up the track and started listening and, it, and then I just started recording. So I, I listen, learn the parts, then record and then move on. So um, I'm not um, biased after listening to it too much. So I got can it. just do it it's, it's more uh yeah a lot of things are just improvised
0: oh, on the spot I love that that I, uh, I I I I I think that really shows talent a lot more when uh, things are improvised I I I really I think as an artist you can really explore more with improvised
2: Yeah and and uh well um obviously not the 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 riffs that were there they are just the riffs as they are but uh, yes yeah, it gives you uh, options. It it keeps you sharp because sometimes you do stuff and it just doesn't work. You have to have to uh, reimagine that part and try something else. And uh, there were parts I had to play it maybe ten times before I thought, oh, this actually works. And it doesn't. It doesn't sound like uh, it's too made up or something. Yeah. So yeah. there are moments like that. But yeah, there are also parts that, that just. Um, like in track, um, I started playing and things happened, and that's it.
0: Awesome, Anton.
3: Yeah, this, I, I I would like to think that this was a uh, teaser for the inevitable Autark Five Doom Metal <laughs> iteration. <laughs> um, hey, um, Kane, right. um, can, uh, I'd like to actually go back to your earlier um, point. You mentioned cryo chamber. Um, I'm a huge fan of. Everything and anything that uh, Cryo Chamber releases, and uh, I almost actually recently fell from my chair when I was going through their latest albums, and I got the uh, album announcement for Duga One, um, the, the album Abyss, and I spotted your name. Then I, I like I said, I literally fell from my chair. Um, how? Um, and uh, I remember Scream. It's like I know this guy. I know this guy um how how was this how was this experience for you how did you end up with cryo chamber and uh and um i also this is probably my wild imagination but i feel that when i'm listening to abyss that i kind of feel and think that this could actually fit well into the uh, wider context of the Autar universe. Is there any kind of connection, be it thematic or uh, musical, to the Autar Cube?
4: Well, I think there is a bit hard to pinpoint how that happened. started with cinematic, kind of, and before I joined Autar really had to play, expand on that. But when we started that side and kind of got excited again and ambient approach and sounds again. And during that time, also got inspired by a stalker, the line and stalker that read towards me. So I think... Authority's just a bit of a reason why I started music under Duga One and it also translates in sound because the choices I make were One, my choices, you know, it's it's something of a preference that I probably will project. And there's even sounds authentic in Duga One, but also there are some sounds Duga One tracks have come back. Yeah. Quinn, mean,
0: um, I, I I just have to ask you really quick, Anton, before you know Anton is man, these these questions, guys, these conversations. I'm I'm loving these conversation. Ted, I, I have to ask you, buddy, from being a gamer, and some have you ever been approached or have you ever worked with any of these uh, indie developers looking for like a video game soundtrack? Have you ever done any of that work?
4: Uh, no, they should Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Because I, in my vinyl collection, I have, man, 10 to 20 vinyl albums that, you know, for indie games that people have done. So... Anybody listening? I'm I'm gonna get you on the video game soundtrack one one of these days. <laughs> Anton, go go ahead, buddy.
3: Yeah, going from ambient
0: to um back
3: to um lyrics and vocals. Um, I I was really impressed by the lyrics on Emergence. Um, they're unusual in the context of metal because um I I'd like to describe the lyrics. Um, being something that is imbued with this kind of magnificent optimism and this beautiful rich narrative of what I see as spiritual and metaphysical evolution and it, it's so unusual for metal I mean you talk about I, I was just going through the lyrics and, and and I just jotted down all these beautiful phrases you're talking about Michelle you're talking about in the lyrics about eternal summer wondrous splendor and what i really love is how the music base uh, the album basically ends when you're when you're declaring that remember all ye that existence is pure joy this this is the kind of lyric lyrical material that is you don't find this in metal um it's all dark and doomy and gloomy but but your lyrics are just beautiful. So what was the inspiration for for the lyrics? Um, was this somehow related to your own personal real life experience and thinking and personal growth? Or what how did these lyrics? How did these lyrics come about?
1: yeah they they are related to my personal development but also what's interesting is that you remember all that your joy is a sentence he wrote for it. so uh, since i consider him he passed away i consider him still one of uh painters with words you know just a sentence i can just the image and he was also a painter in in honor of his memory and his legacy also, um whenever i'm searching to express myself in in a way that that suits me you know sometimes i can find the words myself and sometimes there are just beautiful scent he wrote back then and then sometimes i just kind of i just can i borrow this sentence you know uh, i i like to think of that that way but on the other hand you know it's also i mean it's uh it's it also reflects a bit of my personal development across on form in motion there is also you know it's a form in motion so they develop you know it develops into a lighter situation enlightening situation and um you know one of these things that have helped me throughout the recent years maintaining some form of sanity or or you know a a healthy perspective on life is a certain uh, meditation process so um things that i can experience in those situations were also really inspired to for instance, investigate further or read about also write so um, in a way you could you could look at the album or you could perceive the album as sort of uh a a trip or a journey where we start with an open focus you know the first track to enter this meditative state the other tracks are you know kind of their own meditation um and then you could be or you know notice that you know for instance a track like dukkha or dark and that would be you know related to an energy center your gut I th- uh which would be an energy center that would be problematic for me out of balance but, you know negative energy manifesting my body at that sp- I thought it was interesting when I was reading about it and practicing certain meditation um, that I could, you know, you could get in some sort of state in your brain. And a lot of these descriptions or descriptive uh, things in the lyrics have to do with the reward of, you know, taking the time because it's very, it's a very hard process for a per- person that is naturally quite impatient to. To um, dive into, it. but I would I would get rewarded by a certain new level of awareness or some sort of focus or kind of energy building up in your brain and even um, kind of uh, uh, what it seems like uh, they are like uh, visual representations of energy frequency you can pick up on. I um, I I think I've only scratched the surface of what is even possible on that front, but I've had a few experiences. I think it was so. Um, otherworldly to me but also apparently very natural and apparently especially in the western world we've apparently lost a a touch with with all those practices from the east for thousands of years and i'm just starting to scratch the surface of what what is you know possible or what it is all about i i feel that it really helps me grow as a person so uh, without you know trying to uh express myself as in uh, you know this is important or you should do this i'm just trying to describe however it could make me feel and i found it very um inspiring also for lyric um uh, more you know now at this point in my life more inspiring than uh, ripping open a uh, dead corpse
0: Hey there's there's some bands who have made a career for decades singing about <laughs> oh, ripping open oh,
1: and I respect that a lot <laughs> and I still listen to it Exactly
0: and <laughs> we still love them Yes definitely <laughs> Anthony, go go ahead
3: so um I i know that every probably every time people interview you um they bring up the topic of dodecahedron um and you already touch touch upon it a little bit but how do you i mean there's that legacy um which you basically cannot escape in a way um but how do you how how is the spirit the legacy of dodecahedron today in, in how it's presented on the um uh, how it's present on the new album there are there are some i noticed that oh i was just the other day listening to quintessence and i noticed there's there the emergent reinterpret um some of the textures and elements and soundscapes that were present on quintessence so there is that kind of continuity and that kind of connectivity which i was referring to earlier so how how is the dodecahedron and its legacy still present today in your in your music writing a your album?
1: Yeah, it, it it is still present. Like I mentioned, uh, some from time to time, uh, see if I can you know borrow or a word from what he wrote, but also uh, there is and this is uh, actually we're trying to capture this in a video that is going to be uh, this Tuesday. I'm trying to explain a little um, process of reimagining ideas. An example I'm using that video is about a car, you know. Uh, where in the basis the riff and the is bass still defined also in the structure of the song you might notice that you know there's a middle section what's more a calm you know like a droney calm which is similar to that dodocahi song um so yes like I mentioned earlier this this uh, reimagining of artistic ideas can go all kinds of ways and the situation isn't very logical to me because I re- as I remember if I remember the storyline of the of quintessence was, also an, like an entity striving towards perfection running so fast where you would be you know kind of at your the place where you were strive to be. in that song you would uh explain the entity would be running too fast you know and fall off the cliff into the uh, the, the 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 what's it called the um, what's the term i don't know. but and yeah limbo limbo yeah yeah this part finale that comes afterwards and then after that comes the song Sahedron which is basically fucking a situation you know I, I remember that was kind of the storyline, and it seemed it seemed logical in a way that in in this point in time we could end on that high note, that that kind of that bliss. Trying to capture, and um, I mentioned
3: earlier about the um the way you guys create worlds with your with your music and these universes, sonic universe. Um, I'm curious to know. Um, do you guys, by way of a thought experiment, do you have a wish? In a way, a cosmic wish um, about bands that you would like to take the same approach that you guys, or to interpret things, you revisit things, your pre from your previous albums, and you have these kind of connecting, connecting musical motifs and themes and narratives across albums. Do you have a band or a musician um, that you would be very eager to take the same kind of approach and create those kinds of uni- universe?
1: Um, n- not necessarily, but I think if I remember experiencing uh, Catch-33 from sugar because they, they come up with the concept the sound and a thing occurs and reoccurs. When that album was out, like for maybe one or two years, bass player of Dodeke and uh, Ipe, he pointed out to me that, you know, at, completely at the end of, of the album, dyads in the g- guitar chord, like dyads, very relaxed. He apparently noticed that this progression, the same as the vo- uh, vocoder progression they used in a fourth track. So they were doing something like that and I thought hmm, interesting there might be more to find there. It's it's just an interesting similarity. So yeah, I mean, I'm not it's 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 been done before and it's it's always very interesting to me when I see it happen. I don't know if I would want to get one of my favorite bands do it more, it could be great. But like I mentioned earlier, particularly if, if this way of working helps young composers or musicians to develop their artistic what about you desmond and
3: time do you have do you have bands that you would like to take the autark
2: uh road so sort of? mm, can not really think of anything right now
4: in general okay. I would probably invite every misstep out like you're still in death metal. yeah you
0: know, <laughs> thank you exactly michelle may, may, may i ask you guys though, this though I, you know, i was i attended a punk show last night for a australian band the chats great show it was my first time really attending a punk show um but i reached out to one of my uh became a friend of mine through this show here dave from Billis, who is also from australia and he was like yeah these australian bands they hit hard as nails and and it was something that kind of stuck with me last night and i got thinking on the on the You know, when I was here at the house about this little identity that, you know, these Australian punk bands have to them or like, you know, there's the whole Swedish death metal scene or like the Finnish scene or what's happening down in Florida. You guys from the Netherlands, is there any little flavor or identity that is unique to your guys sound that comes forth in the music? is there anything that is just a product of where you guys grew up that comes in the music and maybe if you're conscious of it i'm just curious about that you, do you mean related to autark or yes related to autark yeah related to talk or you guys as artists in general i just I, I wonder if there's anything you picked up like you know from where you guys you know grew your chops as artists that maybe is a product of you know where you're you're from in the the bands and the sounds you were exposed to
1: i would know i i would would say that is too early to tell we could just starting uh, Yep. and also uh, we are just concerned with uh the process of making what we like to make and figuring out how to make it yeah um and if there is some sort of i don't know some uh subcultural uh um, development that, that spawns from it in some way. see right now that searching for artistic identity spawn more musicians or composers to work kind of a circular way you know yeah. that would be great but it's not it's not an intent to create some create that environment no, we're, i got yeah we were trying to do something we found a nice way of doing it and we're sharing it <laughs> yep because we think it's an interesting way of working yeah it. and we'll see i that. got it. we'll see from there
0: yep anton
1: yeah, uh,
3: Michelle, this goes back to a couple of things that you mentioned earlier. Um, and I remember when we spoke um, last time, uh, you were telling telling us about your day job in the field of music and how the uh, how the state supports emerging musical talent with all kinds of various programs and coaching and grant funding. Um, just, just some weeks ago, you had the um you had the official launch of the uh, talent trajectory thing. So so could you tell tell us more about this this project and what it, what it did, what what's involved?
1: Well, I, I already did a little bit. I uh, what I think is interesting uh, to search for is uh, um, if this way of working are trying out talking. Uh, but also, you know, the business choices that result from so operating like we do, then it would make sense to apply for that and that type of fund makes sense. Or um, to us, for instance, important to think, uh, we talked about the color green outlet. And it can be completely different for a different, maybe also strategy we do. And uh, this is what this trajectory, it's basically meant for people who are the finishing year of a uh, of music studies uh, or have graduated. See if this way of working could be extra push, their artistic development and also help them at the same time with a network that uh, created to support them in all kinds of other way uh people who are good at all kinds of things that are related uh developing that is what it is about so it's it there's there's a little part of it that and there's a part of it and developing development um looking looking into the future
3: um what do you guys have um coming up um with regard to autark 3 i just noticed that you um you recently posted on facebook a uh a piece of a new um autark tree song called i think it was fast paralysis and i and i understood from your promo material also that Dukha, um taps into elements of new autark tree songs so it looks like you guys have some new material already together so so what's 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 uh, in the immediate
1: uh, future
3: um, of autar tree is there a new album coming
1: yeah we, it's uh, it's well on the way uh as in we've been we, we delivered the the we delivered emergent to around so by, by then all all the songs on emergent and in the summer we were like let's sit together for a week or two and what happens if we just uh, get together in the rehearsal and start and that's when a bunch of things came up. Some of them, uh, there's there's some new stuff in there, there's some reimaginations in there. And one of the things that we ended up doing, uh, this song, Vast Paralysis, that starts off with a really cool guitar sound, eventually evolves into the same chord progression final song on Emergent called Car. Uh, this of Vast Paralysis, the Autark 3 song, is uh, which is also kind of the topic. So yeah, but there's there's uh, there's material for a new album. We just have to work on some, some uh, songs some more. But uh yeah, we're we're excited about it. Thanks. Very
3: much looking forward to that. Um
1: I'm we are fast approaching the end of the year
3: and that of course means list and best of best of twenty twenty-three stuff. Um what have you guys been enjoying? Um it can be music, movies, TV series, video games, books, graphic comic books that you'd like to recommend
1: listen. Um, I've been listening to uh, the new Kiefer record. He's uh, on Stone's Throw, I think, more of a hip-hop. I think the Domi and JD Back album, is that also from this year, That's one. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's two very young jazz fusion um, kids that are, you know, insane. They're uh, playing in Eindhoven next month and uh, watch them play together with Metropole Orchestra. Yeah, that's... That's, uh, it's not metal at all, but that's uh, two, that, those are two releases that have captured.
0: How about you, Deswin?
2: Well, um, I'm not uh, necessarily up to speed with uh, albums from this year, because um, I just discover some random stuff all the time due to uh, streaming services, which uh, really helps to expand your uh, musical knowledge. But um, the thing I've been interested in for maybe, uh, I think, two, three years is... Uh, a variety of music from japan uh so from obscure 80s um uh, uh synth uh, wave pop stuff to uh japanese metalcore and everything in between because i think uh those compositions uh they have they uh they have something and it's really hard to put it into words but the way they write and uh how they approach things just really appeal to me so it's uh yeah some kind of obsession musical obsession for the last couple of years
0: you you know what though buddy it's whenever we find things it doesn't make a difference when it came out because everything's new to us like you know like uh here in the video game world I've been going back playing a bunch of old ones too and I think uh if anybody here also games you know like 2023 musically uh, video game-wise, i tell you, there has been the pandemic held out and, you know, caused us things to finally get delayed and stuff, but there's a lot of projects, and you guys and your album coming out really caps off an amazing year. Tim, I have to ask you, anything capturing you in 2023? Like Anton said, could be a book, a movie, a TV show, anything that uh, you really have gotten behind in 2023 that's really gotten its hooks in you i've been um, i will i will lead off so maybe I'll give you a little time to think that you know in the synth world that that this new gunship album has really blown me away but that's a real obscure obscure band there but go go ahead then
4: I gunship. Um, yeah <laughs> but um yeah i've been making a lot of dark amber em- to go one without a lot of dark amber. Em- um i've been doing that for the past month and discovering what that Sharma city's last broadcast stood out to me.
0: um can you maybe tease anything when when will uh this do go one stuff uh see the will people this you know next year the year after or you still can't can't say anything yet when can people start hearing that if they want to check out more of your stuff
4: oh, yes, I would feel
0: like okay, that okay. We'll see okay well i'm telling you my friends I we have gone for almost two hours and I know uh time wise it must be you know it was light and I could see Desmond really well when we started but uh now he has begun <laughs> to now he has begun to fade into the uh the darkness so I think now is a perfect time to uh start to wrap up and uh I will give you guys a final say then I will let uh anton go and then we will wrap everything up so let's g- let's give everybody a final say desmond i will let you go first sir i'll give you a final say uh if you want to say anything before we get out of here buddy yeah you know, someone else go first I, I okay yeah okay it. yeah then t- go go ahead buddy. if, if you just want to you know, maybe we're the direct people any words you want to say or anything like that
4: thank you guys for uh like your connect with the stand resonate almost thanks for that
0: you're welcome. I, I agree. This, uh, You know, not to toot our own horn, but I want to say this because I hope it resonates with you guys. Anton and I and everybody here at Nine Circles, we don't make a dime from this. And I'm not saying to brag, but this is this is a labor of love. And, you know, every artist we have, we're not... We're not paid any money to have anybody on. Every artist we have on or we we mention comes from a deep appreciation for the countless hours that you guys have given us uh, of listening uh, audio and visually. Because you guys have a strong visual com- component with like, you know, your live stuff. Um, so everything that we do here at Nine Circles is because we are true fans we're not doing this to try and get a thousand or a couple of tens of thousands of downloads we it's just because we want to expose awesome bands uh, to people all around the world so we love you guys here michelle i'll give you uh your say buddy
1: uh the time said you know, thank you bottom for having on like time said it's not it's not just exchange yeah on the on that part it just an expansion what i also write about and it, it just it's just extremely special.
0: you're welcome anton
1: yeah thanks guys um this has been a real pleasure as
3: always um um i'm working on the uh currently working on the album review the write-up um and uh well, spoiler alert, um, I have a feeling that this album will rank pretty high at the top of my um, uh, Albums of the Year uh, list. So thanks again, guys, for enriching my life, Bukes' life, everyone's life. And I really, really urge all of our listeners to uh, to listen to this album and purchase it and spread the gospel. It's a fantastic album. So thanks again, guys.
0: Thank again, Emergent is out November 10th. You can go to our talk, alltark, a u t a r k h.com, facebook.com slash alltark, instagram.com slash altark band, YouTube. Uh, you guys have a YouTube page, alltark.bandcamp.com. Hopefully, we can still say that page, uh, six months to a year from now, and uh, everything else again please follow these guys they're just not and they are not just a great band but they are truly a nice group of guys as i am getting attacked by my kitten he loves you guys too and he's trying to say thanks uh thank you guys again everyone until next time